When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. We have done it together. We have made it to the weekend. I am have so much energy because I am so passionate about what I'm about to talk about today. A little show called Real Housewives of Beverly Hills having one of the best seasons I've seen in forever chills down my spine. Every, by the way, I can't say goose pimples anymore. One of the listeners said it uh, it creeps them out when I say goose pimples. So I guess I'll just say goosebumps just because I don't want to argue. I'm not I'm not Sutton. I'm not Crystal. Uh, you know, I don't need to argue. Um, but I am so excited to talk about this. And let's all just say a group prayer or a meditation, whatever you believe, is that 
dear little little baby baby Jesus, please help me um, do the best recap of this week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, dear little baby Jesus, do you know exactly what happened with Tom Girardi and Erica Jane? If you could fill us in and give us your knowledge, little baby Jesus, that would be so helpful. And also, if while you're at it, who uh, killed John Bonet? I would love to know. Um, so, what did you guys think? I mean, it, it, it I, I, I don't. I, Oh man, you watch it and it went by so fast. I was so angry. I wanted to throw the TV out the door when that ended. It just went by so quick. And I just watched it a second time to take notes. And you guys, you know how I hate taking notes, especially when there is so much to take notes on. I had to keep pausing, rewinding, pausing, rewinding, fast forwarding through anything Rina does. Fast forward, fast forward, rewinding, trying to find Dorit in there somewhere. Where am I, Ryan? I am not there. It's me, Dorit. I live in another region. I'm a child of the world and not a child of TV this season, Ryan. Please help me get to my lengths, <laughs> the great heights of yesteryear. Remember when I did Buka de Beppo? Where am I? Where in the world is Dorit Kemsley? Boopy pop, boop, 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 boop. Um... I don't even need to do news stories. I, I need to get into this. I need to. This is like a monkey on my back that I need to get to get out. I, 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 have so, I, have so, I have so many thoughts, you guys. And I guess the big one is, you know, what we're all thinking about. And I, I just want to be upfront is that I, you know, I have had such strong feelings about Erica Jane. And after this week's episode, I, I got to tell you, like, I. I think I believe her. Ah, get the fuck out of here. You fuck, are you crazy? No, come on. Performance of a Lifetime. If Lifetime Movies was watching this week, they're like, uh, Mr. Lifetime, uh, I'm watching the next star of every one of our movies for the next decade. Her name is Erica Jane. Yeah, she goes a little heavy on the eye makeup, but other than that, we'll fix it in post. Um... We'll get into why I think these things. Of course, there's a reason why. It's not just a gut feeling, even though my gut feeling is also saying that she is lying. But remember, we can all have opinions. There's room for all of us. You can passionately disagree with me. I totally think that is cool. Also, somebody asked me right before I recorded, I don't want to read these because they're disgusting, but somebody sent um, Crystal... Minkoff from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, these disgusting DMs. I think the lady's name was like Fancy Pants or Shit Diapers. I don't know what her name was, but just horrible telling her to kill herself and using all these Asian slurs and telling that like her kids got involved in it. And somebody was asking what I think of this. And I think that's a real no brainer. It's like, I hate it. Like who? I mean, I love a good making fun of a housewife moment. I really, really love it. I don't like Lisa Rinna. Would I ever tell Lisa Rinna to kill herself? Hell no. What are we? What are we five? Come on. We're we're way better than that. I mean, I actually, I don't know if we're better than that, but I hope we would be better than that. It seems rather obvious to not use slurs and not to tell people to kill themselves in this day and age. Like, could you imagine this, this girl that wrote that? She has like a family and a job. Like, I can't even imagine... I mean, just what would possess somebody? And I don't love, by the way, I don't love Crystal. I love Crystal in the sense that I think she's kind of a jerk at times. And I love that. I love that I can view her as a housewife like anything else. And to me, her, you know, ethnicity 
is not what I see firsthand. I see her kind of standing up to Sutton and being a jerk and not backing down, which by the way, Sutton kind of deserves if we're going to be honest. But I don't know. Like I read those, these DMS and I was just like, gross. I mean, this is like gross. Come on. If you want, and if you really don't like crystal, make fun of her in a smart way. And make fun of her for something to make fun of her at. If you love Sutton and you think she's being too hard on Sutton, you say, oh my God, oh, you're being a wall. Come on, you got to listen. You got to forgive. You can yell at her that way, but to, to tell her to kill herself? My God, we we are we are a wild bunch of people. But let's be wild in the best way possible and not wild in this like horrific way where I read that and I was like, are we on the same app? Like, let's make fun of Lisa Rinna's lips, please. I mean, those things are horrible. Do you see those? It's like two messed up pillows that you just kept hitting and they never reformed. <laughs> they never reformed the exact shape. It's like a pool water toy that is only half blown up, you know? Anyways, how are you guys? Are you guys good? Okay, let's get into this. This is season 11, the best season I know right now, episode 9. And it's called A Pretty Meltdown. Now, if we are to look at titles, which we like to do because we like to look past the surface, I think it means, now go with me here, I think because Erica is called A Pretty Mess, they're saying A Pretty Meltdown because Erica cries a lot in this episode. Now, I give that a five out of 10. Come on. Like you, you tried, but you didn't like we, we there's, I mean, you could have called it, uh, an oil slick disaster. That would have been a good one. Um, you could, have slip sliding in Erica's tears would have been a good one. Um, uh, orphans, plane crash victims and Erica Jane. Oh my would be a good one. Those are all just off the top of my head. I didn't write any of those down. And I just want to set the scene. Now, this is the only time that I feel the to be continued that Bravo overuses was definitely on the money was last time we, we left where Sutton just was like, just going insane, like a whirling dervish, just spinning out. And Crystal was just kind of just standing there smirking. And she goes, you know what? You're jealous of me, Sutton. And and Sutton just had it. She goes, jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants? I say, I say. And uh, and then Kyle, like we said last time, she's like, oh my God, she said ugly leather pants. She said ugly leather pants. And all of a sudden in Rinna's backyard, you just heard in the canyon behind, ugly leather pants, ugly leather. It was just all in the canyon. All the animals were like, ah, ah. They're just like, ugly leather pants, ugly leather pants. And... Uh, <laughs> And but I do love the seriousness in which all the ladies I mean, this is to me like if you called somebody an asshole or a whore or something like that, this is they're treating it like it is on that level. And like I say, being an old Navy man myself and not somebody that dresses particularly well over the pandemic, I was like, huh? I was like, they the I'm like, I was just impressed people got pants on. I was like. Man, I've been wearing basketball shorts for like two years, it feels like now. These people are all dressing up. I'm like, Chris, I thought Crystal looked really pretty, but I don't know fashion. And I don't know if Sutton does either. But she goes, jealous of what? My ugly leather pants? And everybody's like, leather pants, leather pants. And then she's like, what am I jealous of? I say, I say, you fucking kidding me? And all the ladies are chasing Crystal, or ch- uh, chasing Sutton. And Crystal is just out there by herself on that little, like, L-shaped um, seating area Rinna has that overlooks the canyon. And 
I was just like, isn't it funny? They're all chasing the the older lady and Crystal's just sitting there by her lonesome. I just feel like it's like they didn't even like take turns at first. And uh, Crystal just kind of sitting by herself, awkwardly laughing. And Erica Jane runs up to Sutton because remember, Sutton bought her a lot of things in the last couple of episodes. So Erica Jane's like, I gotta, I gotta go where my bread is buttered. Gotta make sure my checkbook is okay. And uh, Erica Jane, she grabs Sutton and she's like, Just breathe. You're okay. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to make my nose bleed one time because I pinch my nose so hard to make that sound. And um, Crystal goes, I'm good. I'm good. I think I need, I need someone, something else to drink. I got the vapors. I got the, does anybody have a hot toddy? And uh, Sutton goes, I didn't handle that well. And the other lady's like, no, that's okay. It's okay. It's super cool. It's super cool when you don't handle things well. No, I thought you handled it really well. Like, I love girlfriends' ability to bullshit their girlfriends. Like, no, I thought that was super cool, actually. You looked really, and oh, hot. you looked hot doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're fierce up here today. Wow. The way you cried and ran out just because Crystal said one thing. That's fierce. Yeah. Um, Sutton in a talking head goes, you know, that was wrong of me to say. They weren't leather. They were pleather pants. And I'm like, oh, damn, doubling down on a talking head. Which, by the way, I feel like sometimes they need to do these talking heads or show their talking heads to the person they're talking shit about and then get the talking head reaction right in that moment, if that makes sense. So finally, Garcelle walks up to Crystal and Crystal's like, what do I do? What do I do? And um, she's like, you know, well, you, you, you came down looking beautiful and smiling and, and it all blew up, you know, and then we're, we're cross cutting between these scenes. We go back up to Sutton and Erica Jane asks Sutton, do you want me to walk you out? And we're back to Garcelle and Crystal and Garcelle goes, hey, I'm always going to be 100 percent honest with you. And when anybody ever says they're going to be 100% honest with you, just brace yourself. Like, I mean, like, this isn't that bad what she says, but it always, it's like, I'm always going to be, a, it's never, I'm always going to be 100% honest with you. You're amazing. It's never, like, it's like, you look great today. 100% honest. But you will hear something potentially negative if somebody says they're going to be 100% honest with you. And Garcelle goes, um, you know, I think the word violation, it just, uh, it threw everyone for a loop. Garcelle is stuck a lot of the times with having to tell people the truth. And I don't know if that's just who Garcelle is as a person or if she's just getting that short end of the stick sometimes. I think it probably is who she is as a person. And Crystal immediately goes, that's the word I used. If they don't like it, they don't like it. I used the word correctly. She crossed the line. And, you know, we're getting back into Merriam-Webster's all of a sudden. Violation. I feel like I'm learning. Like, you know. And I I got to say, it's... So watching it on TV, it's really entertaining. To watch somebody not back down when everybody wants it to be chill is kind of fun to watch. Okay. But if I was in that situation in reality, like my sister is a little like Crystal, where I'm like, come on, can't we just get back to Christmas Eve? Did like, you know, I remember one time we opened um, Christmas Eve. We had to open one gift on Christmas Eve. I don't know if you guys were like that, too. Um, and I remember Olathe, Kansas, opening one Chris, uh, gift Christmas Eve. 
And I don't even remember what mine was. Like, because my parents, by the way, I... I mean, this was still when I believed in Santa Claus. I, I believed it up until I was 33. That's a longer story. But, um, you know, they would only, the gifts underneath the tree would be like from my grandma's at the time, rest in peace, Grandma Davis. Um, and we would always like open my grandma's or my uncle aunt's, one of those. And we opened it. I don't remember what mine was, but hers was a Cabbage Patch doll when they were super, super popular. And there were these really ugly dolls that supposedly the story was that they literally grew out of cabbage, which is just, I, you know, I did research. That wasn't even a fucking thing in the 80s. You can't even grow a baby out of cabbage. You can't even grow a doll out of cabbage. You can't really, you, what grows out of cabbage is cabbage. So it just is very confusing for a kid. And it, it was a Cabbage Patch doll with a Kansas City Royals baseball uniform on. And I guess she opens it and it was not the Cabbage Patch she wanted. Now, at this point, Cabbage Patches were so popular that people were literally killing people, just knifing people in stores for these. I mean, people just slaughtering tens of thousands of people to get these Cabbage Patch dolls. And it, I remember this like slow motion where I was like, no, Kara, act like you like it. And she's like, no, not the one I wanted. No. And I was like, fuck. Because then I was like, oh, now my dad's going to get upset. Oh, now my, you know, and I was just, and I remember when I was like, I'll give you $5 to stop crying right now. And she wouldn't do it. She just went, she wouldn't do it. Everybody was just pleading with her. Come on, let's, we're, it's Christmas Eve. And I'm like, Santa's going to fucking see this. You're like, your stink is going to get on me and Santa's not going to give me shit this year. Like that really was my thought process there. Um, but Crystal reminds me a lot of that, where it's just, you can't, she has the strength of her convictions and she's not going anywhere and F everybody else. I will burn this thing to the effing ground if I need to, which actually would have been funny if like, but by the way, if Crystal fucking burnt that, we know that Rinna, she knows how to do fire drills. Harry'd be like, yeah, Rinna, this is exactly why we train. Go grab the hose. Okay, I'm cleaning up the Italian meal. Now go grab the hose and now stomp out the fire that Crystal started. I mean, just, she's like, ha Too much Rinna this episode. I think we can all agree, right? We can all go on record. Too much Rinna. She was given too much to do. Very distracting. Okay, we're in agreement on that. But so Crystal just throws a blaze to this whole thing. And uh, Garcelle in a talking head goes, Girl, you gotta bend a little bit. At least acknowledge that, 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 that you know... That that she's upset. And yes, it doesn't mean that you're not right, but bend a little. And that is such an important thing in life to bend a little. But at the same time, I will say I've seen a lot of people not bend that I don't know if I particularly like, but they've had great success in their life. I've always been a bend person. I've always been, you're either a non-bender or a bender, and I've always been a bender, and it's not served me well in life, but I always want to make people happy. I don't want to, no, I don't want anybody upset. I want everybody to get along for the most part, unless you're Lisa Renna or Jax Taylor. Um, so Renna uh, goes, come on, can we all have a drink? Can we all have a drink? Erica Jane comes down to Crystal at this point and Crystal's like, what do I do? And she's like, you can't egg her on. You look beautiful in those leather pants. And this is where I was like, Erica Jane playing both sides. I see you, Erica. I see you. And this is when they go down and now fucking 
Sutton gets a hot toddy. Erica Jane gets a hot toddy. Who owns the hot toddy company? What? We're not doing this. I will not sit through another espresso martini below deck moment, even though I know those are actually good at times, even though I've gotten some real horrible ones every time I've tried to make them. And I'm, I'm sorry, lover boy. I'm not, I don't love your espresso martini in a can. And, and I've read you guys the ingredients of the espresso martini. One of the ingredients in Loverboy's espresso martini is just natural flavors. What is natural flavor? Natural flavors isn't an ingredient. It's like, oh, I'm growing natural. Harry Hamlin's like, here's over here where I'm growing my natural flavors. My natural flavors is over here. Um, it, it makes no sense. But these hot toddies, I mean, I know it's a, I know there's a nip in the air. Do a shot. You know, do a shot of Jack. You'll be fine. This hot toddy moment that we're having on Beverly Hills is weird. And I feel like somebody's benefiting. I'm like, does Erica Jane have some kind of stake in a hot toddy company that uh, that Girardi's passed her illegally? He's like, Erica, I, uh, I've hidden all of her money in a hot toddy company. There's $30 million in hot toddy fortune. All I need you to do is get America to order 30,000 hot toddies by the end of summer 2021. It just makes no sense. It's like, what fat? Like, why are we doing this? I really do. I want to test the waters, though. I want to get one of the housewives to, like, try to bring back, like, some, like, really horrible. Like, or, like, what if Dorit gets into jungle juice? Like, I've got this new Everclear formula. I would like jungle juice. Jungle juice for me and all my lady friend. <laughs> um, so they're having these hot toddies. Sutton um, is getting getting the drink, and Dorit goes, uh, Sutton, whatever you want to do, I want you to feel comfortable enough to do it. And Sutton just rolls her eyes. Sutton's face, remember, is one of the most expressive faces that we have in the Housewives um, uh, group. Erica Jane uh, tells Sutton, come sit next to me. And I was just like, yeah, you just want to get close to her purse. Um, when it, I, it would be, I think I said this, like if Erica Jane, we find out starts like stealing things from houses, Kyle's like, I had just built up my new purse collection and now they're all gone again. Um, Crystal goes, okay. I, oh no. Sutton goes, Crystal, I'll apologize for talking badly about your pants. I think they're cute. I say, I say, and Dorit, uh, Dorit goes in there talking to her, goes, when you insult someone's outfit, that is hitting below the belt. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. And Erica Jane in her talking head goes, Sutton wears some questionable shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sutton wears some questionable shit. And Kathy goes, I think the pants are darling. God, Kathy, just an angel. The light shines on Kathy just a little brighter, you know? And when Kathy talks, I lean in. I want to hear what Kathy says. She's just such a special lady. I really want to talk to her some, but someday. I hope. I hope we can make that happen. So now they're talking about hot toddies because you know why not? And Kyle says, um, you know, Sutton was about to leave, and Crystal says, "Is something I said triggering?" And Sutton goes, "No, just your presence." Like, damn! Like hits, bam! Hits hard. Like just a hit to the gut. And um, Sutton says, you know, it's hard for me to be here with you. You made judgments about me without knowing me. And Crystal goes, 
You know that line where uh, it says where people show you who when people show you who they are, believe them. And Sutton goes, why are you constantly mean, Crystal? And Rinna's face reactions like zoiks. And Crystal goes, you want me to apologize for something you did? I will not. Let's be clear. And she's like very forceful. She gets her finger out. You know, when the finger gun gets out, you're like, fuck, she's she's carrying a weapon. Finger guns are out. Oh, shit, she's loaded. Like, nobody did a, 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 a finger search. Like, she points a finger, and Sutton goes, Get your fingers out of my face, I say, I say. And, uh, then, like, this is this is very Potomac-esque between Giselle and Karen from this past week's episode. Like, they were on top of each other. You have to imagine. It's like a really good sparring match. I imagine this is what tennis is like. I do not like sports at all. But I imagine this is what they talk about the volley. Like, you know, they're good scene partners. They're good tennis partners. I hope at one day when the season's over, they can go, Sutton can be like, well played. And she'd be like, well played. You know? And then she just, she... She takes, she puts her finger back in the finger gun holster, you know? Um, so, uh, she's like, get your fingers out of my face. And then Crystal goes, you're an inappropriate, awkward person. And then we see Dorit's face goes zoiks. And Rinna's face again goes zoik zoiks. And then Sutton looks like she's completely leaving her body. She's like, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. Make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. And all the ladies are like making noises like, come back to your body, Sutton. Come back to your body. And uh, Erica Jane is, um, <laughs> Erica Jane, though, I think is looking at Crystal and she's like, that's a tough nut. I need to do business with her. She won't crack under pressure. Like you would tell Erica's like, Huh, interesting. Like, I swear to God, maybe I'm just reading into this too much. But I think Erica Jane looked at her and was like, okay, okay. You know, I, I do think Erica, Erica Jane sees Crystal's power. Um, She's like, uh, Sutton goes, you, you want me to cry? You're not going to get it. Trust me. And Sutton, Sutton was, uh. Sutton goes, I wasn't crying because I wanted sympathy. I was crying because I want to leave. And Crystal immediately goes, then leave. It's obnoxious. And Garcelle says, okay, ladies, we need to put on our big girl panties. Guys, you, I, I have a mainly female audience. Is there a big girl panty store? I hear big girl panties way too much. And I got to tell you, every time I hear it, I don't love it. I'm not, and I, it's not like I need a small girl panty store, but big girl panty store, it just sounds so weird. And is that a size? Ooh, like, where do you keep the big girl panties in this Target? Like, is it a size? Where did we come up with big girl panties and how do we make it stop? Can we just say underwears or can we say panties or can we, can we say bottom blouses? Can we say private blouses? Like, Okay, everybody, let's put on your private blouses, private downtown blouses, your private's blouses, I think. Yeah, okay, let's call them private's blouses. <laughs> Do you got pretty private's blouses on tonight? <laughs> and then... um uh, Garcelle goes, what do you need? What do you want from her so we can move on? And there's a pause. And Sutton goes, you have hurt me. You have hurt me. You calling me manic is a little too much. And, uh, you know, Erica Jane goes, you know, it is, it is. And, uh, and Sutton goes, I kind of need that one to be retracted. And Crystal goes, 
I'm not taking that back. <laughs> so this is this is what we're talking about, folks. We're, it's an immovable force. You got two immovable forces, but Crystal is so much more believable doing it because Sutton is slowly breaking apart every every moment that that Crystal is not apologizing. Sutton is not used to not getting her way and Crystal is just not budging. And then Garcelle goes, well, I think Manic is a little too much because, you know, she confessed to you that her father committed suicide. Oh, actually, Dorit said that goes. Well, I think Manic, because she confessed to you, her father committed suicide. Beep, boop, pop, boop. And, uh, and Crystal goes, well, I'm not calling you Manic because of your father. And Erica Jane goes, she's just telling you why it's a sensitive subject. And, uh, and Dorit goes, why it's a particular, why it particularly stung like a bee. I love, I love to read, that is so descriptive. What a wildly descriptive phrase, like little sentence from Dorit. Why it particularly stung like a bee. <laughs> like stung like a bee. Oh my God, I love it. Crystal is like, fine, I'll take it back, the manic part. And I'm sorry, and I won't say that again. And Rinna goes, don't, don't say that unless you believe it. Unless you truly believe it. Rinna screams. And Lisa says, Okay, okay. And, and she goes, Lisa, I said, I feel bad that I said it and I won't say it again. And Rinna in a talking head goes, ha, this is definitely going in the non-apology apology hall of fame. <laughs> Fuck you. You mean like your stupid bullshit apology to Denise Richards? You big blow up lip lady. Are you out of your mind? The shit that you say and you will never look inward. The fact that none of these ladies look inward. How dare you? Ooh, you're so angry. Remember that? Remember when Denise came all the way over to your house because she thought you were going to apologize and you started to and then you just turned it all around and you were a bigger asshole? Oh, my doctor said I can't get this worked up. And uh, Kyle goes, okay, we don't have to talk about it again. And Garcelle says, okay, are you okay to Sutton? And Sutton goes, I'm more than okay to moving on. And then in a talking head, she goes, this is me lowering my expectations and moving on. And Kathy says, you know, we don't ever want to feel ever feel like we're pushing someone over the edge. You know, that's just mixed up. And Garcelle says, messed up. And Kathy's like, messed up, mixed up. I mean, just what a beauty. What a, what a, uh, <laughs> every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, can there be anybody more perfect? Can there, she, she, even when she says something wrong, she says something right. You know what I'm saying? What a moment. Just what a lady. And I got to tell you, I'm getting turned on by her. I love her. I really, I, I now I'm finding her sexy. I got it. We've taken a turn. Now I'm like, kind of like, what kind of big girl panties does Kathy have? <laughs> does Kathy wear? <laughs> Kathy, may I ask? Kathy, may I ask if you're wearing big girl panties? Is he? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please don't give me reviews that I laugh at myself. Uh, and Kathy goes you know what I'm serious right now I'm serious and then Rinna goes out of nowhere nobody asked her for this nobody asked for Rinna the you know power of positive thinking she goes you gotta stay true to yourself you gotta take one day at a time and you and and just dive into the moment that's all we can do ah it's like a lady version of ripped horn just screaming with less glitter um Sutton goes and lock your door because that's the whole this started too. was that like, you know, Sutton went in without somebody locking their door and everybody's like, shut it, shut up, Sutton. 
And uh, Crystal goes, I did lock my door night three in Tahoe. And uh, then they're all kind of giggling. So, you know, and, and Garcelle goes, I am drunk. And then we hear Rena go, me too. <laughs> so we cut to the next scene. But before we do that, I want to say that, okay, so we do need uh, an elephant in the room in terms of Dorit, the usage of Dorit or Dorit, as I like to say in this season. Now, this is where I dislike sometimes the fan base is because everybody goes, ah, Dorit's not bringing it. Oh my God, Dorit needs to bring it. She's not bringing anything to the table. Like I've said before, they have so many amazing storylines right now. It's okay. Like, and remember, it's not Dorit's not bringing it is that the producers are having to kill their darlings. That's like a showbiz term. It's like you're you're killing things that you love. Like Dorit is great entertainment, but when you have Erica Jane's like, you know, murder for hire plot, or you you know, you got you got Kai, you got all of these powerhouses. You got the Sutton Crystal fight. Sometimes people are going to take a back seat. That's a production decision. I'm guaranteeing you that she has storylines that probably wound up on the cutting room floor because in today's See, in in this season, it just is not going to fit. But that's okay because to me, it's like a Kathy Hilton situation. If if just a little line or two from like, Dorit doing this, it's stung like a bee. Like to me, I like that. I think she is an all-star in so many ways. So for people to all of a sudden turn on somebody, and I do this myself. So I'm saying this to myself. I got to remind myself about this is that I think she's so valid still. Yeah, and you know, people go through seasons where they don't got, they don't have a storyline. That's okay. She gave us Buka de Beppo. That's all we could ever ask from that that beautiful, beautiful lady that's gone through a lot of facial changes and amazing, impeccable style. I think I'm not really stylish, and who's married to? I mean, a, a ten out of ten fox, a stone cold fox, a silver fox. If uh, that's what we say. Um, but everybody's got to chill out. She's not going anywhere. Like, I love everybody all of a sudden makes casting decisions and all these rumors swirl. You think the Beverly Hills producer is like, oh, uh, you know, Farley 8623 says that Dorit needs to be recast. Okay, well, we got to Farley 8623 says uh, Dorit's got to go. And we know Farley, who has uh, a, a nondescript picture and, and just uh, pictures of sepia tone grass in the backyard. I mean, we got to take that opinion for it. I just think, you know, I think part of the fun of housewives is kind of spreading these bullshit rumors and kind of going so hard on things. That's what I like to do as well. But just, I mean, to me, this is like an all-star team and everybody's going to have a moment, but not everybody can be Michael Jordan. Not ev- Do you like how I'm using sports references? Not everybody can even be Scottie Pippen. You got to have your Steve Kerr's. You got to have your Dennis Rodman's. You got to, wow, I, you can really tell I watched that, that Bulls documentary last summer, which was so good. Um, but, you know, it's part of being a team. You can kick the, you can kick the ball. You can kick the ball to anybody. They're going to score a touchdown. Um, but I really believe that. So everybody's just got to chill out. Like I miss Dorit too, but Dorit is still there. Dorit is still there. I mean, she's probably in cryo storage or wherever they put robots and, and and she's going to come back out when the time is necessary. When we need her the most, Dorit will be there. She's like, when that when you need me the most, I will always be there for you. Beep, boop, boop, boop. I'm a child of the world. 
Um, so all of a sudden we get to the next scene and it says four days later we have, you know, and that's always that chills down my spine, chills down my spine. When I see any kind of time frameage, I'm like, holy shit that I'm counting down like one, two, three, four days. That's like 96 hours. Like I, I, do you guys do that too? Where you're like, oh my God, I've been through four days before. That's the passage of time. Like, I think it's like some kind of magic trick when they put it up. I'm like, okay, does four days later play a part of this somewhere? I'm all of a sudden like Da Vinci code. I'm like, does it, okay, are we going to be tested on this? Do we need to know the four days later, later? And so Kyle's on zoom in bed. And this is where we find out that Kyle, Kathy and Dorit all have COVID. My beautiful, beautiful Kathy. Kathy, how did they, why did they do this to you? Kyle and Dorit will be fine, but my Kathy, my Kathy, who did this to you? Oh, it just kills me. But Kathy is strong like a bull. She's like a tank. Nothing will take down Kathy, so I'm not worried about my love. But Kyle's already crying. We don't even see Dorit. That's how bad Dorit is. Dorit's like outbreak. She's probably in some kind of like hazmat area. PK's like, Oh, how do I cook food? I want I want to throw some tomato soup under your your door. <laughs> I'm off with boy George and little Jagaloo. Like, mommy, please help me. Oh, Jagaloo, I want to see you so bad, Jagaloo. Um, Rinna, by the way, is on the phone with Kyle and Crystal, and Rinna actually does look like she fully has COVID. And it turns out she doesn't have COVID. She's just talking to Kyle and Crystal who do have COVID. So, um, oh, sorry, Crystal doesn't have COVID. But um, so Crystal, Rinna, and Kyle are on the phone. And I got to tell you, Rinna looks the sickest out of all the ladies. And I, I'm really, at this point, this is not a joke. Look at her lips in this scene. They look huge. Is she still getting work done on top of the lips that have already been worked on? At a certain point, I feel like it's tan mom. She shouldn't be allowed to do any lip work. You know, it's like you've already been told you cannot be trusted with lip work. So I don't, I I just, I get worried. I get worried. I mean, the screen can only handle so much. You know, there's only so much room. But she looks very sick. Kyle looks sick. And Kyle's already, she's like, uh, you know, Kathy Dorita and I have COVID. And she's like, I feel depressed. I feel depressed. The whole group had to shut down filming, quarantine for two weeks. So it's already getting to Kyle. And for somebody that did have COVID over the holidays, it's fucking miserable. Like I, there was a week that I don't kind of really fully remember. And I had no will. I had no will. I didn't want to do a podcast. I didn't want to, like, it was hard to watch TV. That's, and by the way, if you get to a point where it's hard to watch TV, it's like game over. Okay, folks, you did not start the show over. This is what I was talking about earlier. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less 
than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. Today's show sponsor is Dame. So we've talked about on the show before, we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important. Our relationships should add value to our lives and especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Dame Products, you guys, is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. It's founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples just like you. They are closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. <laughs> Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters or on a journey of self we here at So Bad It's Good are sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. So I recommend you guys the Ava. It's a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. Its flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Now, you guys, this is the important thing. Go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Again, okay? Do this for the show and for your own pleasure. Go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. Uh, you'll get that unlocked. You can buy anything on the site. Tell them Ryan sent you. <laughs> they actually did send me products. So I, um, I'm, I, <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm giggling and I'm blushing and I never thought I would have the pleasure to talk about this, but I, I'm, I'm serious. I have a lot of female friends 
they swear by this stuff. I know that that might sound silly to people, but this is actually beneficial and uh, I recommend it. So go there, do the show a favor, and uh, you will enjoy very much your Dame products. And I can't believe I had to say Volva that many times. Okay, back to the show. So at this point, we start realizing they're using a series of Zooms, which is very much like our life over the last year. And Garcelle is Zooming with Sutton. A Zooms. <laughs> Zooming, with, Zooming with Sutton wouldn't be a bad show. You just... <laughs> You're just ju- zooming with Sutton, I say, I say. I'd like a mint julep on the patio. Um, she goes, uh, Garcelle's like, have you been on social media? Something broke today about Tom being sued and, and her being sued. And then Sutton's looking down. Sutton goes, oh, my Lord, it's on Fox News. Which I love that that's potentially Sutton's number one source for news. Um, so... And then Garcelle goes, it's everywhere. And then we uh, we cut over to Rinna and Rinna saying Tom embezzled money from a plane crash. And then Dorit says, seeing this makes you cringe. Widows and orphans. Beep, boop, pop. That's the punch in the gut. Wait, so we got we got her saying earlier stung by a bee. And now we got her saying punch in the gut. Dor- my, our girl Dorit is a very feeling person. It's extremes with her. Punch in the gut, st- bee sting, you know, a gentle cuddle from PK. Um, then it goes back to Garcelle and goes, you know, someone you spent time with. And Sutton goes, is this the tip of the iceberg? I don't know. And then Kyle, back to Kyle, and it goes, we've got to keep an open mind, innocent until proven guilty. I'm judging it based on the person I know. So here's the deal. We're in reality show, right? So the person that Kyle knows, if we're going by the reality show, is also the person that we know. Erica Jane has always been very cold, very unfeeling. In fact, the rap on Erica Jane is that she really didn't give us a lot. She was the ice queen. She was just more style over substance. That was always the rap. So maybe they know a different Erica Jane than we know. Uh, The times that we saw her be emotional, of course, was on the... um, the Shanghai trip, I believe, when he's like, you don't know what I go through. You don't know. Which we all thought it was about her son being a police officer, but maybe it was about Tom. Who knows? And of course, we saw her get very emotional when Tom would be like, I'm proud of you, toots. You did it. Broadway, the big way of broad. <laughs> and she'd be like, I did it all for you. Remember? Like we saw those touching moments. And by the way, I know Tom's a dick. Like I have no, they, you know, he got her because of who he was. It wasn't like I fell in love with his spirit. You know, it's like his spirit was in that wallet potentially, you know? So they're all going back and forth. And then all of a sudden it says two days later up on screen and Erica Jane, it says, um, they're, they're zooming with Rinna, Kyle and Erica Jane. Erica Jane is sitting Indian style on bed. Very eerie shot. The camera, uh, the zoom camera is painting right in the middle. She's right in the middle of the shot. Rinna, of course, the lips look wild on Rinna and Kyle, of course, is getting over COVID and, uh, Rinna goes, how, how are you? And she goes, I'm horrible. How do you think I am? This sucks so bad. Things that people are saying, they're believing them. My divorce is a sham. No one cares about the facts. They're everywhere. I'm 
I'm in here by myself. And then Kyle goes, so when, when, when they say sham, why do they say sham? So I can help hide the assets, they say. And Rinna says, how do you hide assets in a divorce? Do you realize how much Rinna plays the fool? She, I mean, like, basically, how do you hide assets in the divorce is what Rinna says. I don't know how to hide assets in a divorce, but I'm sure as fuck can imagine some ways. Like, I've never heard of the assets. What does assets mean? Ha 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 What is finances? Ha 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 ha. You know, it's always playing the idiot until she burns somebody, you know? And uh, she goes, how, how, how do you hide assets in a divorce? And Erica Jane goes, I wouldn't fucking know. And Erica Jane in her talking head says, divorce is painful. Being told my marriage is a sham is painful. It took a lot of courage to leave. And then it took two seconds for some asshole to say it was a sham and for everyone to believe it. Now, this is where I believe Erica Jane goes wrong a lot. Because Erica Jane has lived with herself being the primary focus of her own life. Honestly, from that girl in Shakers in New Jersey to up to now. So when she sees this, it's all happening to her. In fact, the way she wants to paint the story is, it took a lot of courage for me to leave. So it's it's letting us know what a hero she is and why is she not being celebrated for being a hero? Look what I did. Look, the hard thing I did, I struck out on my own. But then you have to look at the timing of this. Think about the timing in which she did this. It's very interesting. Okay, you're brave now, and it just happens Tom's whole world crumbled apart weeks later. It doesn't add up. She's trying to paint it as one thing, and I just don't believe it. I don't. I'm sorry, you cannot make me believe. And it doesn't mean this part of it. It doesn't mean she knows where all the money is. It doesn't mean, but I don't believe she left the story she left of just like, I wasn't getting my emotional needs met, sugar. You know, like, I don't believe that at all. She's not doing a very good job, at least for me, convincing me. But I think she's convinced a lot of people after last night. But I think you have to look at the timing for real. It's it's just too, you know, when things add up and when things, you know, most of the time, you know, go to where the evidence points you. Go, like, think logically through that. You know, there's only so many random occurrences that can happen all at one time. And to, for me, it's just like there's too many things that would be like, well, that's interesting. Oh, interesting. You decided to leave him at the same time that his whole thing fell apart and you were about to get sued. Interesting. Okay. And Kyle goes, are you totally in the jar? Oh, she, no, no. Eric Jane goes, when I filed the divorce, I was a gold digger. And now I'm, uh, uh, now I'm a conservator. And oh, and now I'm a, uh, consp- oh, yeah, she was, and now I'm a conspirator. And none of them are true. And Kyle goes, are you totally in the dark, Erica? And she goes, well, you gotta know, it's the firm they're dragging. They are suing the firm and I'm being attached to it. And they ask, how did you first find out about the lawsuit? And actually, this is the producer. They switch to a talking head. They go back and forth. She's in that red outfit with the Groucho Marx eyebrows. And the producer goes, how did you find out about the lawsuit? And she's looking down in her lap. She goes, I can't answer that. <laughs> she says you can't answer it. I can't answer how I found out about the lawsuit. So already, you know, already we're pleading the fifth. Um, 
she tells the producer, I, I, I don't know what happens from here. And at a talking head, she goes, if, if you're not a lawyer, why are you, the producer goes, if you're not a lawyer, why are you named in a legal, uh, part of her firm? And she goes, that is that, uh, that is the question. But I think at this point it would be pretty fucking obvious to what that answer is. The court documents are out there. They don't get just surprise. This is how we found you killed. This is why we thought you were a part of it. So obviously EJ Global, remember they were funneling money through EJ Global. Okay. That's Erica Jane's production company for the Erica Jane stuff. Supposedly $20 million passed through that. Now we're going to find out all of this stuff, you know, and it really, it is innocent until proven guilty. I don't think Erica Jane will potentially do time. In fact, I hope at least if she's paying all of these lawyers, which she's complaining about in this scene, hopefully that can get her out of this in some way. And then she just has to worry about herself. Who knows? Unless we can prove a direct correlation that she was planning this out with Tom. And I just don't think the evidence will be there. I was listening to a podcast about, um, the uh, the southern uh, the, the the state of New York is uh, the, you know Trump Enterprises is uh, they just uh, indicted Adam or what's his the 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 CFO of the Trump organization and they beat him on ta- they try to get him on tax fraud for not reporting gifts and they're hoping he will crumble but the thing is they're trying to get to Trump but the only way you could get to Trump is if this Allen Weiselberg or whatever if you have emails or something going back and forth where Trump is aware of the situation but at that point when you're somebody like Trump you're not emailing anymore you know there you're not usually going to get a direct email from somebody that powerful so i just don't think you can tie erica into this except that her company was potentially used for a front to not i don't know launder money but money passed through there for some reason so back to the ladies and they go what's the worst that can happen and she goes criminal charges um and they're like no no and rena says yeah it could be a criminal investigation and kyle says doesn't that mean, ah, uh, I'm scared to even say it. And she goes, it means a lot of things, Kyle. I have more lawyers than I can even afford. And there's Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's me, Mikey. No, she, Mikey's not in this scene. But um, Kyle says, well, doesn't Tom have to take care of the lawyers? And she goes, not right now. Right now, with everything going on, I'm the least of his worries. And he hasn't given me one dime since I walked out that door. Which, by the way, I mean, would make sense regardless of what happened. Why would you give a dime? You know, why would you give a dime to somebody that's divorcing you? Like, so I'm like, that's not a surprise to me. It's like, he's not taken care of me since I walked out that door on him and didn't tell him at all. If we're supposed to believe Erica Jane's story, there would be no dimes given. You know, like if somebody walks out on me, well, you made your choice, you know? And uh, she goes, this is all on me. I'm on my own. And in a talking that, she goes, to be on your own and have a millions of lawsuits pointed at you? It's heavy. And to know the person who got you there is is throwing you to the side? What the fuck? What the fuck am I going to do? Erica Jane tells the ladies, I wake up and think, what do I have to do on the legal front? And Rene goes, how long do you have to deal with this for? And she goes, probably a year. It's uh, It's a lot. 
It's depressing. And Rena says, you're strong. You can get through this. And then Kyle goes, and the lockdown can't help. Kyle says, you can call me anytime. I am good with dealing with anxiety. I have it myself. You call me anytime. And Brenda says, me too. Me too. We know who you are, Erica. You are a good person. And she goes, I didn't do this. And she's starting to tear up. And they're like, we know who you are. We know you wouldn't do this, Rinna says. I didn't do this. And Rinna goes, I know, sweetie. So... It's a very powerful scene in a lot of ways. First off, hats off to production for getting this scene. This is, to me, peak housewives in 2021. What a real situation that we know is real. There's also this element of is Erica line or isn't Erica line. And we get the added benefit of Rinna and Kyle trying to prove their friendship. So this to me has all, it has tears, it has drama, there's resignation at point, the law is involved. You cannot have higher stakes than this. I mean, this is what it's all about. So we come back from commercial and it says five days later. So you can tell where I'm confused. Like it was four days later, two days later, five days later, adding up. I feel like we've traveled a year at this point. Um, Erica Jane is uh, sweeping out uh, in her her tiny, huge house. <laughs> that is way bigger than anything I've lived in. And she goes, ah, I feel like this is a never-ending project. And we just see her, like, just kind of sweep, 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 sweep. Like, really weak sweeping technique. Not really good sweeping of the leaves. Rinna pulls up and goes, hello! Hello! And she brought croissant. And then Crystal pulls up. And Crystal has champagne and glasses. The amount of champagne bottles I've seen funneled into Erica Jane's place this season alone, it's like every time one of these ladies comes over, it's a bottle of champagne. I'm just like, her fridge has to be all champagne. And she goes, welcome to the unfinished bungalow. And Crystal goes, it gives me chills. And Erica goes, girl, don't even. Like, like. Uh, I know this is a shithole. I'm telling you, this place is really nice. But Rinna overdoes it. They go outside. She goes, this is a great vibe. Oh, yeah, I'm vibing. I can we stop? I feel like Rinna shouldn't be able to say vibe. Like, I felt like, oh, no, she's going to do a dance video back there. And she's going to go live on Instagram. I'm in a great vibe. Look how, how my hips are moving. Ha ha ha. Tell Harry I love him. Mr. Hamlin. Um. She, uh, they go, should we have some champagne? And, uh, Erica's like, yeah, my new motto is why not? Rinna says, yeah, you know, sometimes I think, you know, it gets to three 30. I go, is it too early to drink? And I, by the way, this is the second time this season that Rinna has, um, kind of like had throw, throw away dialogue about her drinking during the day. Like, I swear to God, it's there. Like there's a good chance if you pull up. I mean, she's not going to be ready for those fire drills if she's drinking during the day. Harry's like, I need you to stop drinking during the day because there might be a fire drill Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, <laughs> Crystal, uh, so they're talking about crying. Crystal says, sometimes I just burst into tears. It's really bad, you know, with the kids and stuff. It's just a lot. And Erica goes, here's the bursting, not in tears. Here's the not bursting in tears. Or here's the bursting in tears. And Rena says, have you been bursting into tears? And Erica goes, I have been. 
And we're in a new scene. Sutton calls Kyle. Um, no, sorry. Garcelle calls Kyle. She's in front of Kyle's house. She goes, hello. And Kyle goes, how are you? And Kyle goes, I've been cleared, but I want to stay safe. We're going to do a couple more days of, um, you know, quarantine. And so she's like, you know, I'll talk over the balcony. And Garcelle brought her milk uh, bar cookies and ice cream. Milk bar is one of the best dessert places out here, guys. You're going to love it. When we go after the Buca de Beppo, you are going to love it. The cereal milk ice cream and the cookies. Oh, there's a compost cookie that's amazing. I know you guys might not know what the F I'm talking about, but look it up. It is so flipping good. I owe a lot of my pandemic weight to that. Um, Do you know Kanye West has a soft serve yogurt machine in his house? Well, in the house he had with Kim, I don't know if he took it to Wyoming with him, but he really did. And he was like, to him, that was like the height of success. But think about it. That is kind of makes sense. Like if you could have a industrial sized yogurt machine in your house, wouldn't you be like, well, it looks like I fucking made it. Like, really? Like to me, everybody's like Kylie's like Lamborghinis and shit. I'd be like, yeah, I want a soft serve. What else could it be like a, a really nice grill, even though I don't really cook, but a grill would be cool. Like one of the fancy grills, maybe like a hibachi. Um, ooh, what about a tiki bar setup? If I had a tiki bar setup in my house, if I even had a house, but if I, I mean, I can't set up a tiki bar setup in my room, that would be weird, but that would be kind of cool. Like you always see those in the movies with the the guys with the basement, not like a man cave, but like they would build like bars in their basement. There's something romantic about that. There's something bohemian about that, you know? Um, so Garcelle, they're talking, Kyle's over the balcony. It's a huge house. And Garcelle's like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And Kyle's like, my hair with gray roots. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, uh, Kyle and I have come a long way. And there's a flashback to the reunion where they have that fight where Kyle said Garcelle did not pay for the charity, the five grand. And then to their conversation this season, the first episode where they made up. And um, she's like, I can't believe I'm her i'm romeo to her juliet even though i'm not drinking poison for her because that's you know what romeo did um but the i gotta think do producer producers have to write this because garcelle isn't gonna like i just don't see garcelle going oh you know what i was thinking last night with the kids and i have a good line about shakespeare that i could toss over into this kyle scene it's about romeo and juliet and drinking poison like it feels too set up you know um so Garcelle says she's alone for the holiday. The boys are gone. And Kyle's like, yeah, my family just booked it for the desert, which I, I love that. Mauricio's like, I want some time in the desert because they have that beautiful house over there. So Mauricio's like, fuck yeah, you good? I'm going to go fucking with the kids. And then you can just see him out there on the patio just smoking a J, maybe a nice glass of neat whiskey. And just looking off into the distance and going, look what you created, Mauricio. You created the agency, one of the top real estate firms in the world. Look at you go. Now I'm just going to fantasize about being Mauricio all night. Cause I could be like already. And then he goes, then he's a little buzzed and he's like, time to take a dip in my Olympic sized pool, you know, and then he just, he swims a lot. And then he gets into the hot tub and I bet he pulls out like a cigar or something and he smokes another J and then all of a sudden he has like Sonos out there. So he's controlling the music and he's just making the, the badass mix or maybe, you know what? Maybe that's where I get involved. He's like, Ryan, my brother, I need you to make the sweetest mix for chill time at a jacuzzi. And I'll be like, what What time are you going to be chilling at? And he goes, 9.30. I go, I got a 9.30 mix for you. 
you know? And that's, and then it's like a lifelong friendship. Then we just go and back. And then I, like, he does things for me. I make him the mixes, you know, totally cool. So Kyle lets us know, um, when she was on Little House on the Prairie, remember Kyle is a world renowned actress. She is in Halloween, uh, the original, and she's going to be in the new Halloween. But she was also in Little House on a pr- on the Prairie with Michael Landon, and she's like, it reminds me of the scene when I had scarlet fever and I was in isolation, and and so the her dad Michael Landon is trying to like, you got a drink, and she's like, no, Papa, no, Papa, it's hot water, no, and she goes, didn't didn't life life imitate art, womp, womp. <laughs> Uh, but this is like one of the classic housewife scenes because it's a housewife scene where somebody invites somebody. We're filled in on an event, a future event. She goes, now that everyone is better, you want to go to my desert house? So then I was like, oh, they made Garcelle drive all the way out from her power plant house next to the river power plant, whatever. It just looks like a like it butts up on a train track. And they made her drive all the way out of here to be like, Kyle wants to tell you. Kyle wants to tell you a secret in this scene. And she's like, uh, do you want to go to my desert house? She's like, oh, shit. Was this it? This was the secret. So we go to back to Rinna and she goes, how are you, Erica? And Erica goes, not good. I called my psychiatrist. It's too much pressure. It's too painful. When you read things about the lawsuit saying my divorce is a divorce to hide assets, I'm sued. A lawsuit that I'm saying I'm hiding assets? And Rinna goes, it doesn't look like you're hiding assets. Once again, Rinna plays like a dumb fucking idiot. She's like, I don't see any assets. Did you put it in the pool? I don't see money in that pool. I, Rinna, what do you think? She just lays out the money neatly in the backyard. What do you, what do you, are you daft? Honestly. They, oh, Erica Jane goes, that has big implications because unfortunately, People will believe that. You bet your sweet bippy. Um, people want to believe that. So Rena goes, yeah, you feel better if the person you put up on a pedestal just eats a bunch of shit. And um, I do want to say, though, I never put Erica Jane up on a pedestal. Did any did any of you got you? It's all right. You can raise your hand if you did. I'm not. I'm not, this is a judgment free zone for the most, for the most part. Uh, but I never, I never put Erica Jane. I mean, I've met Erica Jane once or twice and I thought it was cool, but I remember the day at work and I was still just pretty tired and I, I hung back, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Very cool. But I didn't put her up on a pedestal. Like any of this news also, I mean, it's shocking in the sense of life shocking and pop culture is shocking and, but it's not like shocking, shocking. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, people are bad. I can see Tom doing something bad, and I can see Erica doing something bad. Erica, already, her her credibility is shot because most of us know that she married for money. Like, that's a very open fact. And I don't doubt that Erica Jane loves Tom. I don't doubt that, but it's a different, like I say every week, it's a different kind of love than the love we're used to or the romantic love, the storybook love, the, the you know, the fairy tale. It's different. The fairy tale here is money. And that is, like we always say, a great aphrodisiac. Uh, Rinna, um, Rinna goes, there's a str- sadistic streak in people. Don't you know it, Rinna? And um, Erica goes, people say Erica Jane brought down Tom Girardi. No, Tom Girardi brought down Tom Girardi. Uh, he didn't want his actions. Um, oh, he, she goes, I don't want his actions. 
actions absolutely killing what I have created. I fear starting over. The only thing I have is my name. Oh, my name! This is like Scarlet Letter or The Crucible. I have my name! Oh my god, you're Erica Jane. You songs and like the Abbey plays it. Like you're like you make bops for like us. You make some bop, but not even bop. You make bops for a very specific audience. Your music, like you do a lot of like. I, you know what I'm saying? This isn't Madonna. Like, like I don't. I have my name, you know, like I get what she's saying, but it's not like she's at the top of the the mountain right now. Like, you know, we've got to also like housewives are stars to me and to you and maybe to the next person. But I, I throw a rock. You're going to find a, a 90% of people that have no effing clue what we're talking about here. And isn't it that's why this is so funny is that we're all talking about it so seriously. That's the cosmic joke. Um. So uh, she goes. All I have is my name and the hope that this is not where this ends for me. Which is, I mean, she's writing the dialogue of her Lifetime movie right here. I mean, it doesn't, that's great dialogue. So, <clears throat> whew, sorry, I'm drinking Fernet Bronca. Having a couple of sips of Fernet because it's, you know, Thursday night, which is kind of like my Friday night because... I don't have to pod. Well, actually, I'm going to pod with Maditza for the Patreon. But usually, Thursday nights are my Fridays, and I try to keep Friday clear. Um, but, you know, now I've been podcasting like seven days a week. Um, and I don't even know. I don't think you guys are interested in that. But you got to, you know, it's it's funny how used to this I am. It is hysterical that that's why I say that's why I feel so close to you guys is that I spend more time with you guys that I do most of the people in my life. And that's wild to me. Like, what if you guys break up with me? What if you don't want to hear me anymore? Like that. Okay. I'm, I shouldn't have had that <clears throat> for Nat Bronca. So, um, so there's, um, a talking head and, uh, she, uh, Oh yeah. Sorry. This is back to Kyle and Garcelle. And, Garcelle says, you know, I'm reading horrible things about Erica Jane, new things every day. And Kyle goes, you know, she told me she didn't do these things and that it's really, really hard right now. And Garcelle goes, she actually said that. And then we go to back to um, Crystal, the Crystal Rinna, uh, Erica Jane's uh, thing. And Crystal goes, did you know to Erica? And she shakes her head and she goes, I wonder what else is coming. Tom has taken us all down with the ship. Which I think that is a very telling line, you guys. Remember this line. I wonder what else is coming. Because I've told you guys this from the beginning, and the preview for next week, like, to me, lines up with what I thought she was planning. Remember the Trisha Bigelow text messages where Tom was proven to cheat, and it was on a flip boat? flip phone? Supposedly, I think this happened in 2011 with Justice Trisha Bigelow. And I believe Erica Jane's letting the ladies know next week. And I believe that she will have been with the ladies on the Friday night where she put that on Instagram. Remember that exciting Friday night in December? And then took it down 45 minutes later. I believe we will see that. I think this is all part of the plan. So um, Crystal goes, you have a lot on your shoulders right now. It's intense. Which, by the way. It is intense. There is no doubt. Because even if Erica Jane knew, that doesn't take away the intensity of this. It's like, holy shit. Erica Jane in a talking head goes, 
He's made a mess of us, for all of us, even the loyal ones. I'm in mile one of a marathon, and I hate running. No, she didn't say I hate running, but Mikey's like, and then say, I hate running! And Garcelle goes to Kyle, we're back there. She goes, is it the same person we know? Is Erica the same person we know? And Kyle says, you know, this just is not ringing true for me, what they're saying in the papers. Um, Kyle says, maybe Erica... Once Erica found out this was coming down the pike, she decided to leave. So even Kyle is starting to put that piece of it together. And Garcelle says in a talking head, husbands, all I know is husbands can have secrets that wives don't know about. And that's very powerful coming from Garcelle, because remember, Garcelle was married to a super agent in L.A. that she found out that was cheating on her. And he she went and sent an email, I believe, to everybody in his database when she found out. And she had no clue. She was really rocked by that. So Garcelle really is speaking from experience. You, you you can't argue with that. And you can't argue with that. I think that is where men get themselves in a lot of trouble. You know, and when, when I've lied in the past to females, it's been because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And I know that sounds insane. But also there is a selfish part of that. You have to accept your part of that. Also, the part of it is, well, I also just didn't want to deal with with somebody else's hurt. I think that would probably be the reality of that situation as well. I don't know. It's so, but you can change that. You can, you know, we, we learn to make good choices and bad choices every day. I mean, but it's fucking hard, right? Anything. It's all hard. Um, I, I'm so, I'm getting like philosophical. Sorry guys. Uh, so, uh, Giselle says, um, you know, sometimes we blindly follow men. And then Erica Jane, we're back to her and she goes, when I was 28 years old, the power balance was like this. And she makes it so Tom has all the power, but everything is shifted. And then she says, this is, and she goes, ladies, please look at your bank accounts. You have to. And Crystal goes, I deal with all the living stuff, but when a bank accounts kind of freak me out, um, you know, and I kind of ignore it. And Erica Jane goes, don't ignore it. And Rena goes, most people don't know, but I'm the one who pays the bills. And what if one day, you know, for God forbid, Harry's gone, me and Harry share everything, but we each have our own accounts. I always know where the bodies are buried, which is a very creepy line that Rena says. I truly believe she might have killed people. I mean, they do back up on a canyon. I mean, one day, if I do go missing, look for me in that canyon. I'm telling you. Um, and also, the Harry and I share everything, but we each have our own accounts. I feel like I'm being gaslit. That's not necessarily what sharing everything is, right? Wouldn't that be like, we don't have separate accounts because we share everything? I get so confused, you guys. I get so confused. Um, so, also, Erica Jane offers up this beautiful nugget. She goes, the more they make, the more they shut you out. And 22 years later, it doesn't look too good. I, I all of a sudden also love the fact that she's now comparing everybody's relationship to her and Tom's. Now, of course, Crystal, ha you know, is dating somebody or is married to somebody that's 20 years older than her. But it does look like a very different relationship, even from the outwards um, on the outside. 
of it. You know, like, I mean, we can pretty much, I, in fact, I talked to a housewife today for a show next week. I don't know if you want me to tell you, but sometimes it's fun to have a surprise, but I remember watching her relationship and it was like, I remember all of us who were like, that's a really awkward relationship and they didn't make it. But usually the camera will pick that shit up. So I just find it funny that Erica's now giving advice like, I wish I had checked the Wells Fargo receipts. Uh, I was just taking the money and spending it. Like there was a lot of money that flowed for Erica. We've seen that season in, season out. There was a lot of money given to Erica. I think she had a quite a free reign on finances. There was not, it didn't look at least that no was said a lot. And if it was, and that's still with no, holy God, mother of God, where do you guys stand on? Should the victims be able to take her shoes and stuff like that? Because all that clothes, that's just so much money. Should the victims have access to that? Because you cannot argue that that money was not money taken from those victims. Does Erica have to give that back that is a question that we should all ask i mean i'm really curious about your guys's answers to that remember there there is a hotline you can call for the podcast in the description if you want to give me your thoughts um rinna goes uh what would you have done different if you could go back oh no no first crystal goes i know rob would be happy to share everything with me and if he didn't i would raise red flags which is totally a normal thing to say and rinna goes what would you have done different, Erica? And she goes, I don't know that there's anything I could have done different. Because I kept asking and I was shut out. I came home and I saw there was a lawsuit in Arizona with me. This was a year ago. And I went home to Tom and I go, what is this? And he just said, it's bullshit. And when pressed further, he goes, I don't want to talk about it. I pleaded, I cried, I begged until I couldn't push anymore. How mean, how vicious, how utterly dismissive Tom is. Tom wins, you lose. The end. That's the way it always been and always shall be. So that's a very, uh, you know, if I ever go back to drama school, if I ever get a graduate degree, I'm going to use some of these Erica Jane monologues. I'll probably craft them together in one big vagina monologue. But I mean, that's basically, she's painting a picture here of he was domineering. I asked him about this lawsuit and why my name. And he said, don't want to talk about it, toots. Um, I pleaded, I cried, I begged. That's the line. I pleaded, I cried, I begged. And I think that's the thing. Do we see Erica Jane pleading, crying, and begging? Because he's like, hey, you spend the money. Why do you care now? We do know she was served two times. She never showed up for those depositions. So we're in a new scene. <laughs> this is like a little throwaway scene, but it's, to me, fascinating. Rinna, she's in these horrible leggings, and she's walking down these brick steps. She's like, I'm, I'm gonna, she's already breathing heavy. She's like, she's like going to face, she's gonna, I'm going to FaceTime with the one that's not Amelia, she says. So I guess Rinna has this other daughter, Delilah, Delilah Jyla, and the one that's not with Scott Disick. And Rena runs down on the bricks and she she sits down and Delilah 22, she's like, hi, hi, guys. Hi, guys. My daughter dates A.L. Booker at A.L., I guess, is this guy from the show Love Island. And not Amelia says, um, oh, my God, A.L. came in today with a vlog camera while I was asleep. And he says, I have a surprise for you. And Rena goes, that's amazing. 
she didn't even finish the story. I was like, what? what's the surprise? He had a vlog camera? Like, honestly, there was no end to that story. And Renny goes, I love it. I love it. Ha! Ha! Vlog! Ha! 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 Um... So she goes, A.L. Bucker, my daughter, not Amelia, has been with him for over a year. And you know what? She watched Love Island and she goes, that's a male version of Delilah. So I guess Delilah speaks about herself in the the, uh, third person. That is a that is a female version of Delilah. So guess what? Delilah slid into her DMs, into his DMs. She pretty much said she targeted him and went after him. Now, my friend disagrees, says she was not targeting him, but that's what literally that was said. So that's the male version of me. So I'm going to slide into his DMs. I wonder if they ever do trust falls together or any kind of mirror exercises because they're the twin of each other, which, by the way, why would you want to sleep with the twin of you? I it, That's how I guess you have to be obsessed with yourself. And um, Rinna, all this, she's like, like, how you doing? And Rinna goes, uh. I know how these girls work. Half the time they're on their period. What? No, for real. What? What's it? What? Rina, what? Half the time they're on their period. And then she's telling us in a talking head, she's like, oh, if you've seen Al's body, she goes, Al is, is starting a fitness business. And if you've seen his body, he is a creature like no other. I, if my, if my, ex-mother-in-law said that I was like a creature like no other. I'd be like, I'm not going to visit for holidays. This is very uncomfortable. I'd rather not FaceTime. We can do audio calls only. And so this whole scene is, she's like, I was cleaning something and I found the old Versace that uh, he made when I made me when I was pregnant with you. And I guess we find out all that Rena's good dresses are down in the garage and she hasn't like neatly stored away kind of, but it's like, I do got to admire when it Renault's garage and the typical, it reminded me of a Midwest garage. It reminded me of the garage I had growing up uh, or a lot of garages that I see now are just, you know, you have the Ikea cabinets in there, but she really does. You have these zip up tent things that have all the dresses and she goes, some people have gun collections, stamp collections. I pass. I have a vintage dress collection. She goes, all my good dresses are down here on wire hangers. And she puts on the garage floor a Hervé leisure dress that is out of, like, nobody even makes these anymore, she says. And uh, not Amelia goes, uh, it's it's between me and Amelia for that. I want that. And um, she goes, you know, I bought this dress for 10 grand. It's probably worth 20 grand right now. And she goes, you know, this garage is protected. It's covered. It's locked and padlocked. Don't think about coming for my dresses. Ha ha ha. Um, so Gianni Versace made this one dress for her when she was pregnant and, uh, she put it on when she was pregnant and she goes, ah, not Amelia. You could, you could fit into this. If you ate a burrito, that would be pregnant for you. And she goes, I'm an organized hoarder. And she lets us know about the story. She put it on before this red carpet thing and it didn't fit. So Harry took a pair of pliers to it and made it fit. Listen, I don't know how. I don't know how style works, but if you're taking a pair of pliers to a dress, that can't be good. So she has Tom Ford. She has Gucci with the gold belt. She says, uh, you know, I, she has all of this stuff. And 
not Amelia goes, oh my God, mom, don't show this to Amelia. I want to be cooler than her. And she goes, she ended up talking and she goes, they, these guys all think I'm weird. And then they just realize all the good shit I have. Rita says, I worked hard for these dresses. I bought them myself. The fact I'm saving this for my girls, that's a big deal for me. And she kind of insinuates because I'm selfish. And she goes, these girls will come over. They'll take one Instagram shot and it'll, it'll be forgotten. I love that Rinna has nailed their Instagram personalities. It's just all fads. Um, and then not Amelia goes, Amelia says she was your favorite child. I'm dad's favorite. And Rinna goes, <laughs> and so we're in a new scene. And this is, we see the queen, Kathy Hilton, walk out of her, uh, in her, her massive mansion. She walks out in the backyard. She goes, And it's just like, have you ever heard a more beautiful sound than Kathy Hilton moaning uh, at the moon? You know, whoo! And she is looking for her dog. Her dog's name is um, uh, Sue, a dog named Sue, like the Johnny Cash song. So uh, I thought that was really kind of, she's just, Kathy's just so, like, named a dog after a Johnny Cash song. How cool is Kathy Hilton? Um, Kyle walks in. Did you notice she was kind of doing a Teddy Mellencamp walk? She kind of stomped in. And Kathy's like, check out all my wreaths, Kyle. And we look at the wreaths, and there's like a creepy baby doll in one. And Kyle goes, that's demented. She goes, no, that's vintage. She And Kyle's like, that reminds me of whatever happened to Baby Jane, which is like this old creepy m- movie. Um with uh, Betty Davis and who was the other one? Norma Des, not Norma Desmond, but um, the girl from uh, Mommy Dearest, the the Joan Crawford, Joan Crawford, and it's very intense makeup on that. And Kyle's like, "That's demented, Kathy." And and a talking head, Kathy goes, "Yeah, I like angels on my wreath, soldiers, teddy bears, little sacks, receipts, um, crystal, even fruit. Like it's like all these. Like we're like, huh? What? What wreaths are you making, Kathy? Like Kathy seems like kind of like a Tim Burton fantasy dream. Like right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's very Edward Scissorhands. Kathy's kind of that vibe. Kyle says, uh, "I'm really depressed. It's all getting to me." And she starts tearing up. And Kathy says, "It's an emotional thing getting COVID." Because it is actually a very emotional thing. I can, uh, Kathy, Kathy nailed it. Once again, Kathy, you nailed it. God, I love you, Kath. And um, Kyle goes, I can't do the parenting with Portia. I want, she's so little. She can't do anything. I always prided myself on being a really good mom. And I hate seeing my child not the best. Um, She's like, I, I'm very upset. You know, everything's on FaceTime. Um, oh no, they actually flash back to Kyle with her other daughter and Portia's FaceTiming with her. And she's letting Kyle know that she was slept through another class accidentally. I was so curious why Kyle was FaceTiming her daughter that she lives with. If she's doing homeschooling, I was so confused unless did they send her to boarding school? I'm very, very confused. And Kyle goes, I should have kept her in dance classes. Um, Kyle goes, I hear so many people say it worries them that they're, you know, not being able to go out and see their friends. But she goes, I'm worried that my daughter's getting used to this. You know, I want her to still be a kid. And all she does is hang out with the older kids and older sisters. And, you know, they do a flashback of um, Portia with long nails. And Kyle's like, why are you with the long nails? And she goes, because I'm a queen. 
It is way too intense for an 11-year-old or however old Porsche is, which is crazy to think that we've all watched Porsche grow, grow up. I mean, honestly, that's it's like when Porsche graduates, we're all going to get emotional. How bizarre is that? <laughs> People are like, no, Ryan, just you. Just you will get emotional. Kyle's crying and she's telling Kathy if she wants to play with makeup and put them on. And what am I going to say? No, there are no rules anymore. It's anarchy. People are putting nails and doing their hair in so many different fashions. Kathy says, Kyle and I weren't on good terms for a while. And it makes me feel wonderful for me to be there for Kyle and Kyle to be there for me. If I ever need her, she throws that if I ever need her on at the end of like, I probably won't need Kyle, but I'm sure I could depend on her. Kyle definitely needs me. Um, Kyle tells Kathy, I spoke to Erica. She's not doing good. And um, the headlines aren't true and she can't defend or explain herself. Kyle tells Kathy, I don't know what the explain herself means. And then Kathy goes, you know what I always say? Life is a poker game. And everyone has to show their cards. <laughs> Kyle laughs and goes, Kathy, shut up. But I mean, I would kill for a friend that goes, you know what they always say? Life is a poker game. Everyone's going to show their cards. <laughs> We're in a new scene. Uh, we're with Sutton. We meet Waylon, her new puppy. Uh, Rinna comes in. Once again, like, why is Rinna getting to do all this heavy lifting? I wish they had given one of these visits to, to Dorit. You know what I'm saying? Like Rinna comes in with a mask and a gift. And I wonder if they give Rinna money for like gifts, like a little per diem of like, this is to buy a little something, something for the house you're visiting today. Um, Rinna goes, hello, my gorgeous. Son's like, stop. Um, she says, well, having Waylon is like having a toddler with teeth because it's biting all over the house. And we meet Porter, Sutton's 18-year-old daughter. Now, remember, Porter was not able to film with them last season due to uh, Sutton's ex-husband did not give the kids permission to film. Wouldn't let him do it. But now she is 18. So Porter gets to make her own decisions, and she decided to film. And there's a flashback of a shot they did film. Because remember, they did film with the kids. We just never saw most of it. Because this was done and after the fact and that's a lot of the rumor why Sutton wasn't given a diamond in the first season that's just you know a rumor uh so I guess the dog Waylon ate some of Kyle's house and you ate my goddamn house um so we find out she's um she's a freshman at college this year Sutton lets us know she goes she's a girly girl very quiet unlike me I say I say uh, she pours a glass of wine for Rena and for Porter she also lets us know Porter is very f she knows French very smart loves music plays piano and she's a mother's dream and Rena says I miss everybody I miss the girls and um, she goes I, you know I've been texting with Dorit Sutton says and you know she can't even see her kids because I guess Dorit couldn't see her kids. And there is a flashback to this where Jagaloo was like, Jagaloo, no. And Jagaloo, let me see you, mommy. And I couldn't. I had to explain that mommy had COVID. Ah, beep, boop, 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 boop. Jagaloo. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Um, this, yeah, so they had a, one day earlier with Rinna talking to Dorit. The kids don't understand. Ah, they'll say, I'll get COVID, mommy. Let me have it, little Jagaloo. No. 
So she's basically saying that little Jagloo and, and the other, the, the chef kid is like, give me COVID just so I can hang out with you. To be honest, I would probably want COVID too, just to get one night with Dorit. And not even like, that's not sexual at all. Just like, just to hang out with her at Buka, you know? Um, we, we find out that Porter, Sutton's daughter, joined a sorority, Kappa Kappa Gamma. And Rena goes, ah, ah, I was in that for five minutes. And she's screaming and clapping. It's very alarming. And um, I, I feel like Sutton, that's, she's in a nice neighborhood. There should be noise compliant things. And uh, Sutton says, smart women. Kappa, 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 Gamma, a geniuses. And uh, Rinna talking about it goes, 150 years ago was the cool girl sorority, which I don't, that's, there's no way that's possible. Um, Sutton says, uh, you know, Rinna, you have beautiful daughters, I say, I say. I'd be like, please, boy, stay away. And Sutton goes, I am strict. Porter isn't allowed to have lip fillers. Uh, she always has to call people Mr. and Mrs., please and thank yous, curfews, boys, the whole shebang. I love that one of Sutton's rules is no lip fillers. No, no, no. Like, how is that even a thought at that age? Like, are we really? Is that this is what we've become? Um, Rena goes, you have the prettiest eyes, Porter. And Sutton's like, she's going to play Uno with me at home on a Saturday night and like it. Sutton goes, we need to have a meetup with all your girls and Porter. And I was like, holy shit. Because Porter looks not a little, like a little stiff in a good way. She looks like a good kid. I got to tell you, she looks like a good kid. I'm not going to, I can't make fun of her like Amelia, not Amelia, Amelia Bedelia, not Amelia Bedelia. I can't make fun of her. Um, So, but when Sutton said that, I was like, no, because then I was like, oh, but that would be interesting to, to see like Amelia and not Amelia turn Porter to the dark side. Amelia's like, have you ever thought of dating a 48 year old man? <laughs> Porter's like, I say, I say I haven't. My mama always said, do not date above your age or your class. Um, I've just given Porter Sutton's accent. Um, so Sutton goes, what is going on with, no, Sutton right before that goes in a talking head. So Sutton was the one that brought up the daughter and Sutton goes, yeah, I don't know about that play date. I say, I say, I don't know about that. Cause she's pretty much inferring that Rena's daughters are wild. Um, Sutton goes, what's going on with Erica? I need to know. And she goes, it's grown up business. Divorce sucks, but this seems like it's the worst divorce ever. Kind of like a milkshake. That you grind all up and it's really messy, I say, I say. What a weird metaphor. It's kind of like a milkshake that you grind on up and it's really messy. Like, that's her thought of her worst. It's kind of like a delicious milkshake. Like, what she describes is actually amazing. Like, you grind up a bunch of shit in a milkshake. You're like, yes, please. And, uh... Sutton goes, I, I, I won't judge anything without facts. Why would you? Rena says, we're in a new scene. This is the last scene of the, this is the penult. This is the dramatic finale of this episode. They're at a hiking location. Uh, Kyle's in a mask sitting on a log. <laughs> I just love saying Kyle's sitting on a log. Uh, Erica walks up in a mask and Kyle goes virtual hug. Erica go- comes up and goes, um, I'm happy you're better, Kyle. And, Kyle goes, how are you? And Erica goes, girl. And she starts just crying. 
And Kyle goes, oh, my God, I can't even hug you right now because of COVID. And uh, Erica goes, I'm overwhelmed, girl. And Kyle goes, it's okay. It's okay. And I swear to God, right when Kyle says it's okay, it's okay. Rewind. Get to the, the scene, you guys. She's crying. And she, like, subtly looks up to see Kyle's reaction to her crying. It's a very tiny moment. It's a split second, but I swear it's there. I rewound it. I watched it a thousand times. She checks in to see if Kyle's buying it. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds cold, but that's how I read it. And um, Kyle goes, what is going on? What is going on? And Erica goes, what is going on? She goes, this is so hot. What's happening is so hot. You know, I've never been this overwhelmed. My hands are little. It. I'm doing my son. Damn it. Damn it, Ryan. She goes, uh, I've never been this overwhelmed. My hands are literally tied. I could never have predicted this fucking shit ever. And there's this shot right then, you guys, of a lone bird flying. It's a very artistic choice. I'm not shitting you. There's literally a shot. They they don't even pan up. They just cut to a bird in the sky. It's like, is that Tom? Who is the bird in the sky? Like, it's like just one red balloon. It's Richard. Dorinda's You're like, oh, just one bird flying. What is the bird? Tell me, is the bird come back? You can't do that to me on shows like this. Because then I'm like, I'm expecting to see the bird. I'm like, where's the, the bird back? The bird from the last scene in the, the, the last episode. Does it come back? And she goes, um. I have such a story to tell and I can't tell it because it's not the right time. When is it the right time? When is it? Tell me. Is it for a second book? Tell me. And Kyle goes, I'm sorry. Don't cry. I feel so bad. And she goes, I've never been this overwhelmed. My hands are tied. I never, ever, ever would predict this would be how it would end. I know there is snot coming out of my nose. I don't care anymore. And this is when the Exxon... Valdez explodes all over her eyes. There's a full-on oil slick, which you guys, I'm not a girl, so I don't know makeup. Actually, a lot of guys wear makeup too, but I'm not a guy that wears makeup. I'm not opposed to it, but I just don't even know what I'm doing. But there's an oil slick running down uh, Erica's face. Just heavy black streaks. And even me, I was like, well, that's weird. I don't, I've, you know, I've seen girls cry before and they don't usually, you know, I only see like Lauren Conrad from the Hills and all that, you know, so I'm like, what, what's, what's this? And, you know, automatically because I'm cold inside and dead, I was like, well, that's very visual. Shows that you're sad. You can take a picture of that and go, look at this proof that she really... You know what I'm saying? And now Erica Jane gives her Emmy monologue right here. She goes, I need to wait to tell my side of the story. The feeling of not knowing and these ugly things being alleged and having to defend defend yourself. Lonely, lonely place to be. God, Kyle, my divorce is not a sham and Kyle goes I know it's just no one wants to be in that position I am right now it's an unenviable thing being the target of a federal criminal investigation is not cool not cool to have those things said about you which is not cool and to have everyone question basically everything it's lonely and it's quiet and you would be shocked how quickly people turn on you how quickly people distance themselves from you. Automatically they turn. Because, hey, we don't want to be involved. 
but they were there when it was good, though. And in a talking head, Erica goes, You want to know who your friends are? Go broke. You want to know who your friends are? Go to jail. You want to know who your friends are? Ask them to help you bury a body. And she goes, You'll find out who's there for you. Why use the body part? Like, I mean, bury a body at this point. Please, like, let's steer away from anything that's another criminal activity. I'm like, okay, okay, who your friends are, go broke, go to jail. Okay, that's a little tough, but bury a body. No, 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 Erica, don't. Don't say, you know. Um, And then she goes to Kyle. She goes, I hope someone's checking in on Tom because he is not good. So now we're getting the sympathetic of, I still love the man potentially. And Kyle goes, what is going on? Have you talked to him at all? And she goes, no, 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 no. Not since the day I left. Tom is a proud man. One of the reasons I found for divorce, the resistance to anything. Even a conversation, I would say, hey, I notice that you can't hear so well. I notice that you can't see so well. You're fucking degrading in front of me and you're ignoring it. I'm so sorry to unload all this on you, Kyle. So she's pretty much saying, you guys, that all of a sudden now Tom Girardi is falling apart. And I do remember I pointed out to you guys last week there was a um, there was a scene uh, that didn't make it to the show. Bravo releases, um, you know, extra scenes. There was a scene with Mauricio saying that Tom was sharp as attack. And remember, up until this episode... Tom was sharp as attack to Erica as well. So now all of a sudden he's falling apart. He's degrading in front of her, which is, to me, part of what this story she's trying to put out there is. And Kyle goes, that's what friends are for. I'm not that friend that will leave you ever. And I'm like, Kyle, don't say that. Like, this is, uh, Kyle. And um, she goes, Erica Jane goes, oh, but you have your own family. You're sick with COVID. I just feel bad. And Kyle says, you checked on me every day through COVID. And um, Eric, uh, Kyle goes, I can't believe Tom asked you to pay for his lawyer's bills. And there was a shot to a Daily Mail article where Tom, I guess, did ask her to pay for his lawyer bills. And she goes, first off, how? And uh, Kyle goes, he was your provider. And she goes, he always made more money than I did. I totally believe that. And Kyle goes, he knows you can't afford. He knows everything, honey. It's always him first. As much as Tom encouraged me, I think he... Oh, yeah. So this is a talking head, and she goes, As much as Tom encouraged me, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think he resented me every step I took forward. When I got Chicago, his view of me had changed. Who the fuck do you think you are? And I'd be like, Tom, you gave me the ball. I ran it into the touchdown. He's down to punish my ass all the way to the ground. I don't believe this. I believe that he, you know, treated her like an object, but I don't. I don't know. And she goes, he hasn't been an angel. No, he's not an angel. He sees the guy. We see the guy campaigning for his wife out there in the public. Yay, Erica. But at home, it was not that great. And this is a talking head. She goes, I didn't tell anyone. Because no one would truly understand. From the outside, it looks one way. And then this is very dramatic. And she's very much animatronic here. She goes, I would hug him. He wouldn't hug me back. And there's just one tear dripping down her face. Very cinematic. In the talking head. And she goes, There was another life happening. The outside, 
I saw a lot of support, but then inside, a lot of conflict. But Aria Jane was always doing her own thing. She was always traveling. I read her book. She was always traveling, doing concerts overseas, supposedly, to gay bars overseas. She goes, it's all I can do, wake up every day and not want to go back to sleep. There's no way I can see this as anything other than a total disaster. Tom is in his place. He's in his own personal hell, and I can't help him. Oh, my God, girl. And Chicago's, you always said you would be there to the end. This is the end. You know it's not the end. Anyone fucking wants to know because to see someone just fucking melt in front of you. And that's the end. He, she says Tom melts in front of him like he's deteriorating. Um, and remember, the oil slick was still going down her face. Next time, next episode, we go to Palm Springs, Kyle's house in Palm Springs. We hear a lot of Rinna cackling already. They make these big dick eggplant jokes. We see her with eggplants and making dick jokes. Um, Dorit is there and lets us know that the government froze Tom's assets. And Rinna goes, what does that mean? Playing dumb again. You can't touch your money. Is that what that means? And then Erica shows up and we see her go, it's not going to be okay for a long time. He's not mentally well. I was just always assuming he was with some other woman. So next week, I believe, is the Trisha Bigelow week. You can quote me on that. We can bet right now. You guys, this was a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I was very hyper, very energetic. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope it wasn't too much, but it prob- it might have been. But I want you guys to have the best weekend ever. I hope you get to see your family and your friends. And I know it's crazy, but that Delta variant is kicking our ass again here in L.A. So mask up. I know it sucks. Let's make sure we can celebrate the holidays and all that BS and the rest of summer. We've done so good. Let's keep uh, let's keep rocking it because I want to go to BravoCon. I want to see you guys. I want to do Buca de Beppo. And that means at this point, since L.A. changes on Friday night to or Saturday night, you have to put back masks on again. We would not be able to be inside potentially a Buca. So, I mean, for Buca alone, let's mask up. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for letting me do this. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Like on Monday. Okay, bye. Betches.